Network. Welcome back after like a five month hiatus to the Smart Mentality Podcast. It's your boy Old Damn Dell, and I'm here with my homie JD. What's happening, dog? Yes, it has been an eternity, but there's good reason. But we are back. That's what's important. We're back. You know, uh, and we got some special guests with us from the Overslam Wrestling Group. We got my man's Kyle back. How's it going, dog? It's uh, it's going pretty good. Glad to be back, guys. Yes, sir. And we also got another special guest, my dog Dalton. How's it going, man? It's not going too bad, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna get into uh, this week. We had uh, well, not even we're we'll gonna go over the week. We're just gonna go over yesterday, which is Wednesday, the second uh, of October. Yeah. So we're gonna uh, go over the the premiere episode of AEW Dynamite. And we're gonna get into NXT also, right? Yeah, yes, definitely. Because okay. like basically, you know, this it's a hot topic because yeah. you know AEW ha- and you know has been kind of looming. You know, we went to the first show all, all out, and you know it was it was crazy, and we were curious to see what would happen when this was, came about. It was and, double or nothing, you know, you know. Just throw that in. Double or nothing, not bad. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. Yeah, I forgot what it was. Anyway. Regardless, yeah, it was all out. Whatever, whatever. We went to Double or Nothing, and you know, since then we've been seeing a lot of changes in the WWE, right? Because they had a pretty yeah. bad summer, but recently, over the last month or so, they've been trying to take strides to be like, okay, we're gonna make sure we get our shit right. So when AEW comes out, we come out swinging. So you know, they kind of restructured Raw a little bit, restructured SmackDown a little bit for better or for worse. You know, you can make that argument. We'll talk about that later. But NXT is now two hours live on Wednesday, and it's directly competing against AEW Dynamite. And yesterday was like the first time we got this one-on-one. So, you know, we wanted to, you know, have this discussion about these these two because, like, it was interesting, like, to, for the first time, like we had two shows on at the same time, two threads. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Haskin, who who makes the threads, I was like, it should have been a dual thread, man, because it would have yeah. been interesting to see like people talking over each other. And it was, <laughs> you say but, you um, see somebody war, say that's how you started. Yeah, like you see somebody say, "Oh shit!" But you look at that TV and nothing crazy is going on. You're like, "Wait!" You got to flip back to the other channel. Basically. So, I mean, you know, hopefully next time we're, we're trying to sway him to do that next time. But either way, it was it was still interesting to see, like, clearly, like the excitement for Dynamite was going to be higher because that's the new show. You want to see how it goes. And, you know, like that's the that's the one with the most to lose, most to gain, I suppose. So um, just. I guess generally speaking, like what were everybody's thoughts about it? I guess we'll start with uh, you, Kyle. Sure. Uh, so I guess I'll start with AEW first. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, there's a lot of positives in it. I thought the camera work is really good. It's got a unique look to it. Um, but it did nothing for me in terms of moving characters forward. Like it kind of established some stuff. But there's nothing to like hook me, so I'm hoping that gets addressed, and maybe the quality picks up a little bit in terms of like the matches and promos and stuff like that. And as far as NXT goes, th- my biggest issue with NXT is it's still in full sale, mm-hmm. and I think if it wasn't in full sale, it would be a much different conversation for all of us in terms of 
the, how NXT looks compared to AEW, because NXT does look small time in the fact that it is still stuck at Full Sail University. But I think NXT did have the better card and the better matches overall for the night. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. All right, what about you? What are your What are your thoughts? I don't know, man. I'm I'm the one that's mixed in between all this. Like, I, I appreciate NXT so much because the fact that you get to feel the small time crowd and whatnot, and you get to enjoy the chance how they actually sound like they're filling the building. And then, no offense to AEW, they they got a full packed sale building and whatnot, but some of the people, they're a little bit a little bit crazy. But no, no, it was, AEW was good. I I, I enjoyed it. Like. As much as I was flipping between both, so it was, it was a little bit distracting to a point. I did a little bit of a, a rundown again this mm-hmm. morning while I was, uh, you know, doing other stuff. But my, big, my biggest thing I did enjoy, I won't lie, is how they were able to give everybody lots of time in AEW matches. Like, there was no, like, initial squash match. There was no, um, how do I say this without making it sound bad? Uh... I guess they were all standing out. There wasn't anything that was like, it felt super lackluster. I mean, I guess you could say the the JDF match with the D&D promo cut thing from Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you could say that was the weakest one on the card, I guess, for the night. Yeah, but like, I don't even remember the promo the makes up for it. That he fought. It was Brandon Cutler. Bra- Brandon Cutler, Cutler, yeah. yeah. I, I, I won't even lie. Like, I was surprised. Like somebody else to me. He, he looked like. I forgot his name, but he looked like somebody from ECW to me. He looks like a poor man's ricochet, almost. Like I... That would be a compliment still. He <laughs> <laughs> says that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like that that was still about the only thing that's really like other oh okay, maybe the title. Yeah, that title kind of bothered the me. The woman's title? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, actually, it wasn't even just the title. It was the whole interaction through that entire, <laughs> like, the way we go up to the belt. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that bothers me. I mean, like, and I, I think I said in one of the threads, I'm like, if you're going to be, like, all this genderizing and whatnot and appreciating the wrestlers for who they are and all that stuff, why not make the title similar to the, the male titles or even, like, the tag titles we've seen? Mm-hmm. I, that, that's my biggest discrepancy. Other than that, like they've done, they're doing pretty good. I, I'm giving them to at least the pay per view to see if like all the stories they're running with everybody is like actually you know going to clash and you know keep people around because you can't just give it one show and expect people to be like, oh, it's it's going to be only all right. Yeah, right. and that that was kind of my one of my gripes going into the show, and I was telling you know JD and all the other homies and stuff. But, you know, everybody started to attack me and stuff. Like, shut up. It's the first episode. I was like, I don't know, man. None of this shit makes sense. Like, how did these people get chosen? Like, <laughs> and I was, I, no, no offense <laughs> to that comment. Like, I, like, I agree with you on that. A lot of people who are chosen, and this is the same thing I also said in the chat. I'm like, six months down the road, if I end up seeing the All Elite and everybody else, like, sitting on the forefront of running this show, mm. I don't have any hope for it. I'm sorry, I'm giving up because there's no point. Yeah, it, it definitely kind of, it, it has a weird stench of NWO in a weird way, which is Whoa. it's funny because there's, there's a lot of WCW uh, crossover, yeah. but I think that's like that that could be us just like, you know, imposing that idea just because of you know the circumstances at hand. But it does kind of feel like that in a way. 
But... I, I mean, a lot of their production heads are old WCW heads. You have Kevin Sullivan, who runs the post-production for all of AEW now, who was in charge of booking at one point for WCW, basically. Cody's lineage comes from WCW, so that makes sense. Um, Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone, you have uh, they have, they have Anderson, Arn Anderson's there. I think Saturn was there too, right? Yeah, so you got <laughs> stuff like that. I think my issue is with this first show of AEW is you, where's Orange Cassidy? Where's Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus? The names you're trying to establish or Jimmy Havoc and Darby. Like, I understand they were on the last show, but this is your debut show and you're going to want characters that entice us to come back. And I think... Oh, package, you know, like, I, I, I didn't, I personally wouldn't need to necessarily see them wrestle but you know kind of highlight how like yeah. nxt had their wrestler packages like it would have been cool to see some of those for for those or stars exactly. like they did with scu and whatnot like they had uh, pentagon jr and that come out just do a promo that's fine we were cool with that we the tag team tournament's coming up we got to enjoy it right yeah. yeah and like and like orange cassidy for example it has that weird unique mystique to his character just have him walk around in the crowd like, <laughs> you don't even have to have him in a match. Just have him in the background doing something. Just pull on Elias, like how when Elias, like, first debuted, he was just walking around, and yeah. they're like, who the hell? <laughs> the drifter. Yeah, like, like it's just stuff like yeah. that. Um, my other, like, I guess, big takeaway that I hope gets addressed soon is the audio with their show sounds off sometimes. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why the crowd felt silent, is I could, the, just however they have it mic'd up there, wasn't picking it up. And same thing with their entrance music. It's poorly mixed into the telecast. So it you kind of just hear it, but don't really get the oomph of it. Like you do a yeah. WWE production. I think the music like is definitely kind of how it has been in the show so far. And like, it kind of reminds me of how it is in New Japan, where it's like you hear it in the background, but you don't get like a good, you know, you don't feel like you're, you're hearing it super clearly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I kind of hate that. Um, I like the whole, like, you know, the entrance thing of it. You know what I mean? I, I like watching people's entrances and, and being dope and all that. And the music kind of threw me off. Like, we was talking about it, too, and how, like, you know, whoever's doing the music, they got to go. Like, because <laughs> they, you know, they can't last. But uh, that, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was some stuff that bothered me, too. Like, uh, I mean... Cause I want to talk about some good stuff too, but like you know, to get the bad out the way. I I mean, I thought the production was good, but uh, they made they hyped up the damn uh, the pyro, right? <laughs> they, they hyped up the pyro, and it was so trash. I was, I was like, the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> Especially like the week that WWE brings back their pyro, and you're like, oh shit, like this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> their pyro it's just like it's like, pew, pew. It's like sparklers <laughs> like pew. like i don't know man like I, I i don't know if we talked about this the last time we did the podcast but it always reminds me of like when uh like in the the 2k games or whatever when you just kind of put all the pyro on in the character just because you yeah. can like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah there's no real like theme to it it's kind of just like i want this pyro and i want the, the smoke and i want the strobe this and you just turn them all on and then they come out and all the pyro comes on and it's just weird mm-hmm. but um i don't know i just you know that was just kind of like a jab but so but overall so you would say that you're like would you say that you enjoyed the show or would you say that you are more like lukewarm on it like where do you kind of lean so far 
Uh, I'm in the middle. I think they had a lot of good faith with me from the start of All In, and then it's slowly dwindled with each production. Um, and the, the debut show, I'm intrigued, but if it doesn't hook me going forward, I don't know if I would continue watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how about you, uh, Odell? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like with me, you know, I have a, a habit of turning, like I get I get wrestled out sometimes, and I have a habit of turning it off and watching it later. And uh, I kind of had that feeling going in. I mean, watching this when I, you know, I was like, man, I really went. Like, I didn't even watch the whole JD. I mean, JDF, MJF match. You know, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm not really interested in this. I love MJF on the mic, but watching the match, I was like, this is kind of boring me. And, um, yeah, that was definitely the low point of the show. So yeah. I, I don't blame. So you know, so that was that's one thing. I just need uh. I don't know. I just need that feeling of something happening all the time. And right. I, I think the pacing has to be a little better. Yeah, man. Like, the it, it's weird, man. Because, like, um, coming into AEW, like, I, I, I admit I've been a little bit more on the let's wait and see angle. Because, like, you know, I was, I was pretty excited for it around the time we went to see Double or Nothing, right? Um, but you know, in the in months following, as they started doing other events, and you know, I admit I wasn't very like impressed with those events. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I became a little bit more cynical about it, and I, I think it was also the fans, like were like that. Not all the fans, but like the the marks that are basically like AEW is going to be better or is better already before they even (laughs) (laughs) I I saw I saw just enough of that on Twitter to where I just became like no like you you can't say that like uh, it just started to piss me off so basically I went into the show just like with a lower expectation that you know expecting it to be more similar to WWE than people thought it was going to be. Cause you know, I think people went into, I mean, a dynamite expecting it to be like a paradigm shift, right? Even Cody says that this is a paradigm shift or was it Dean who said that or John Moxley? It's, it's both of them. I think both of them have said that. Yeah. And granted, like in some ways possibly. Right. And like, that's kind of why, why, like I, I feel like I'm still kind of on the middle too, but I, I did feel good about the show at the end only because I feel like there's a lot of potential and I feel like they, you know, they have a, a roster that I can see growing on me and I can see, you know, enjoying a lot of the wrestlers and personalities if they, you know, if they manage to, you know, establish them in an interesting way. Um, you know, I like the idea of the Jericho faction and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, you know, there's, people on there that have potential and there's like if they are true to their word about how they're going to handle storylines and let them kind of develop organically and you know if they feel like the the crowd is you know kind of leaning one way they're going to respond to that as opposed to just like ignoring the fan group because so so basically I, i guess what they're trying to avoid is a situation like with what happened with Daniel Bryan or Ty Dillinger in WWE where, you know, you had someone that gets shit on for so long and it it starts to feel like they're just never going to have a shot. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I I feel like AEW wants to avoid being in that category, but 
it's way, way too early to know if they'll ever be able to capitalize on that, right? Because we need, you know, years, like literally. Like the, the only reason, so, like those stories, like the Daniel Bryan story was the product of like what, like five to seven years of ups and downs. And then, you know, that's how we got WrestleMania 30, right? But yeah, did he have like the, the shortest match at one point? Yeah, like the, yeah, he lost to, like, he lost to Sheamus in like yeah. thirty seconds, or I think less yeah. than that actually. Twelve. Yeah. Mm. Some wild. So, yes, exactly. So it's like on one hand you could be upset at WWE for like squashing or you know quote unquote squashing Daniel Bryan to get to the point where WrestleMania thirty was a thing, but at the same time, it became a thing because of how it was you know of, of just how it happened to fall into place right so if they're just going to give everybody a shot just because someone cheers for them or because they get a pop like does that mean that they're just gonna upend whatever storyline that happens or does that mean that they're like uh, i don't know i'm curious to see how that plays out but um that's kind of how i understood what cody was trying to say in that situation um but either way aside from that uh you know, I, I went into it expecting, like, with, with a low bar, and I kind of came out a little bit more, you know, I'm curious. I want to see the next episode just to kind of see where they're going to go with some of these things. But I do feel like the show overall was, like, kind of just more of, of what we've been accustomed to seeing on other wrestling shows. You know, like, it wasn't very much different from raw or smackdown in structure or in you know or even in some of their storylines or in match quality like i i, I and you could uh, say this um dalton because you said you were switching back and forth between the two right yeah because yeah. like people were saying that some of the matches were like the same lengths or they had promo spots in the same spot <laughs> they, yeah. yep the that first was me. that was i was calling out all of that <laughs> that's funny as the... shit <laughs> Yeah, because like at one so one point after the J or the the second match from uh, AEW, mm-hmm. it skipped to one match where they both were basically like, okay, here's a match, here's two people that we want to see go at it. So we had I think it was Johnny Gargano and uh, Shane Thorne yeah. on NXT, yeah. and then we had oh, who was the other one on AEW? Was that the uh, Hangman? Oh, Page? Pa- yeah, that was Pac and Page, and I was mm-hmm. like. I was I was making jokes. I'm like, oh, so they suck two tall guys and two short guys on both sides. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, here's the real kicker. I bet they're gonna do the women's title next because I didn't actually get to see what the next match was. And mm-hmm. both sides, women's title match next. I was like, you yeah, uh, gotta be that's messing funny. with funny as shit, right? <laughs> and then here, here's the real kicker. You know what? The, what was the main event for both sides? A tag match. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so it's like. What? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. One was a title match, but like, still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's 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 just interesting because like, you know, if you're if you're gonna talk like, and, and you could have like, we could have discussed this or whatever. But you know, I definitely saw a couple of people pointing out the fact that you know AEW claimed it was going to be a different show, and to start off being so similar is kind of it's just funny or amusing Mm -hmm. and granted again and and what i said before still counts where it's like it's still early they have to you got you got to start somewhere you got to kind of get your footing and 
you know, I, I feel like AEW is something that we're going to have to watch for, you know, a good amount of, or a decent amount of time before we can fully cast judgment unless they, you know, either blow up and do something crazy or they just kind of settle into a mediocrity uh, lane or whatever. But regardless, um, I thought it was fine. Like, I, I think there were some highlight matches. Um, uh, I don't know if, do you want to like recap the card or do you just want to like just riff and talk about whatever stood out to you? Because I feel, I feel like it would make more sense to just like talk about whatever stood out. But uh, are we talking about NXT now or? No, no, no. we're talking about AEW still. Just oh, like, okay. just in terms of like, you know, if any highlight. Because I was just going to bring up like, I, th- I thought the first match um, with uh, Sammy Guevara was good. I, I think we saw... Sammy Guevara had a match at Double or Nothing, like the, one of the early mm-hmm. matches, right? Yeah. Because like, yeah, I think he's, I think he's really good. He's really talented. Um, I thought the match he had with Cody was good. Um, it was like a, a good way to start show. Um, I thought the Nyla Rose match uh, started slow but ended really strong, and it got me like it got both of them over in my opinion. And I saw you say that too, Kyle, um, and I definitely agreed. Yeah, she. I, I had so many questions about her leading up to everything because I, I, I don't know who pointed it out or who said it. I think that was her first singles match. Well, I think. It was, it, I think I, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if Odell told me and then I told you. But. Yeah, it, it was. I think it was. I think you told me, and you must have either heard it from Odell or it was on your own. But either way, I'm just like, oh shit, that that might be her first single match. Oh okay, and I don't know if it's Riho making her look good. Or she can actually carry a match is my main concern. So I do want to see her with the other women going forward and see how that pans out. And I think not strapping her was probably the right move long term. Yeah. Um, my other... For me, because like, I thought they were going to put the belt on her. Just you know, She just seemed like the obvious pick. Like you put the big girl against the small girl and then the big girl wins. You know, like that's, that's just where my brain was. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I, Riho, like, especially because Riho was like... She wasn't originally supposed to be in that match, right? It was supposed to be Britt Baker. Yeah, that is uh, correct. It was supposed to be Britt. So I guess, you know, in a way, I guess you could make an argument that that's the case of their adapting storylines and going with what feels natural. But to be honest, like, I, I didn't really get behind Riho until that match, you know, because, like, I, I saw a couple of Riho matches, but... I was always kind of rooting for Hikaru Shida just because I've seen more of her matches. Yeah. So, like, I hadn't seen much of Riho, so I was just like, uh, whatever. But this match, she, she did get over, so it, it worked out. And then Sammy Rivera, I, I thought that was a good match. I just don't know if Cody should have been in the opener with him. That felt kind of weird, but mm-hmm. I, I get it. It's to draw people in, so that makes gotta sense. Get himself. <laughs> Yeah, it, it makes sense to have him open, I guess. It's a name people will recognize. It'll draw the fans in, and it helps get uh, Sammy over. I have more questions as to why Sammy was included at the cluster that is the main event, to say the least. Because yeah. <laughs> Spears makes oh, more let's, sense. Let's, talk, let's not go into that just yet. That's yeah. a wild topic to touch all around. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll get there. This is me setting it up for later, because I, I have opinions about how that show this show ended more so than anything. Uh, yeah. I just want to point something out. Is Rio signed to AEW and she's the champion? I believe so. I'm pretty sure she is. If not, she had, like she's just part of one of those deals where she kind of gets lumped in with the Doshi wrestlers. But I, I'm pretty sure she's signed because, like, I think she and Kenny are like 
I was oh, I was thinking about that too because I thought she was kind of like a. a she is still signed to stardom. Yeah, like I, I thought she was like, with, like, like with that shit or whatever. Yeah, so it's probably just like one of those deals where you can kind of go wherever you want, but you still have the, you know, the title. Yeah, cause she's title. still she's still a champion with stardom currently. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was thinking about because I was in the middle of that match. I was looking up because I was like, is she signed? I'm like, I know who's all like generally signed. Like, I know who their stars are, but. It just threw me off for a second because I was like, why not have anyone else? Why Rio specifically? But I mean, I'm not complaining. We got a good match either way. It's yeah. just like I like her was... too. I was just like I was kind of confused as why she was uh when she was in the match because she she lost her singles match, right? Yeah, I, yeah. So I was kind of I mean, I know Britt Breaker got hurt, but I was just, you know, I was just because I, I was that was one of my concerns that I was telling them before the show started. I was like, a lot of Yo, can y'all hear me? Uh, Yo, can y'all hear me? Or whatever the last... Yeah, we can hear you. All right. Whatever her last pay-per-view was, she got a concussion. Um, So I assume they didn't want to... I don't know. I don't know what the deal was with her. But supposedly yeah, she probably, got a concussion. They probably, they probably took her out and then just went forward with what the storyline was, but they're going to work her back in, which is fine. It's just like I wasn't sure if she was still out or not. Um, oh, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like the, those, I would say those two matches stuck out for me. Like, I, I did enjoy parts of the main event match, but I also, like, you know, I know that uh, there's a lot of opinions about the Young Bucks and, or just, just in general, like their, their style of, let's just do a lot of spots. Um, but, and, you know, on, on one hand, I enjoy it, but I also admit that I, you know, only watched for uh, haven't been exposed to the young bucks as long so it's like i've seen a lot of young bucks matches but i haven't seen it enough to the point where i get super annoyed with their you know extra style if you will mm -hmm. but that being said i could see how well you know I i'm curious to see if they can sustain that on a weekly basis and make it so people don't get tired of it yeah, because usually, like, when they did it in, like, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and P, uh, PWG and all that, it's it's very small people. It's never been on, like, millions of people watching it, you know, on a weekly basis and stuff. So, I'm curious to see, also, like, see if anybody's going to get, you know, kind of annoyed, like, ah, oh, here we go again, Super Kick Party. But I like it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've been watching the Bucks since, like, TNA, when they were in TNA, as, uh... No, they uh, God, what was their oh, awful yeah, name? Oh, yeah, 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 uh. <laughs> New Generation, or something like that. It was a really bad name. Yeah. Uh, I So, I've been watching their career develop, and I really liked them in New Japan. I thought they were awesome. And then, the whole Elite thing happened, Ring of Honor... And just super kick party every goddamn day, and I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I will say their T-shirt that they have is mm -hmm. really cool. I actually really like that shirt. Yeah, they usually have great merch. Mm -hmm. You know, for yeah. a guy that loves super kicks, I actually don't like the Young Bucks at all. <laughs> I, I I love the super kick. I love the spear. Uh -huh. Like those are like two of my favorite moves, and like. For some reason, I just don't like the way the Young Bucks do a super kick for some reason. <laughs> it's funny. so weird. 
Now, I can understand that. Like, I, I wouldn't even really say that the super kick for them stands out to me. It's it's kind of like the other things that they do. Like, they have uh, a really – they have a fun move set, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, acrobatically. And they, they can do some things, and they make it look clean, which is why, you know, I can appreciate them in general. But, um, again, I guess it's just like, you know, I, I've just seen a lot of people complain about, like, the frequency and – you know, like it becomes very spot monkey, but you know, well, you know, like I think it's a general issue because I'm sure, like, even in NXT, I feel like there's a lot of maybe less spot monkey, but more uh, just like too many false finishes and you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing going on. But again, it kind of goes into just like setting up too many spots and trying to look cool all the time, but. Either way, like I said, I, I was enjoying that, and then the, the craziness happened at the end, and I was, I was a little mixed. But um, I guess before we talk about, well, I guess yeah, let's let's talk about that ending because uh, that ending was was kind of bizarre. Because basically, um, it was Kenny. Oh, first of all, before before that, here's something I wanted to point out that was kind of weird. So Riho and uh, and Nyla Rose are having the match. And Riho wins, and, and Mike Nakazawa is about to interview her. And then they get he, they get attacked by Nyla Rose, mm-hmm. and then Kenny comes to save Riho. So Kenny comes out, saves them. They cut to commercial or something, and then they come back, and then the Young Bucks and Kenny come back out, and I'm like, wait, so. <laughs> Saved her, ran back, and then came back out. And I was like, "That's just kind of weird to me." I don't know. I thought that was. Did, did, did you see the comment I made about that? About I, how Kenny's been I, eyeing up the title himself, personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Why would you come out there and save the person with the title?" Oh, this is very WWE. Once. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right like don't get me wrong the the belt is beautiful like just by the standpoint it's just it bothers me at how tiny it is Mm -hmm. and then also rio like wearing it as a hat that was the part that (laughs) threw me off the most (laughs) i was like is it a hat now um (laughs) but hey you know it's 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 cute i guess in a way but it's cute um So, so we get this uh, main event. It's a uh, Young Bucks and Kenny um, versus uh, Jericho and LAX, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Santiana yeah. and Ortiz. Yeah. yeah, they can't use the so, term, the name LAX. What are they called in in, in NXT? I mean, in AW. I don't think they have a name yet. Yeah, they just go by Don't their names. Just, they're oh, just wow. Santa, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Because I think TNA owns LAX. Oh, wow. Yeah, because LAX oh, was sense. a uh, was a team before they got there. And, you know, when they got there, they just gave them names. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah, a I full forgot. stable. Huh. Okay. So, anyway, so they're having this match. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's kind of just going as your, your typical triple match. Oh. By the way, and this is, I guess this just popped into my head, but I saw a lot of people complaining about the, the lack of a clear understanding of the rules. And that kind of ties into some one of the issues with this match because, like, midway through, um, Kenny gets attacked by John Moxley, and the match does not stop at all. It's just like 
there's no stoppage whatsoever. But there and was a bell, wasn't there? I swear to God, I heard a bell. No, there is no bell. <laughs> there's no bell, and it only continued to get worse. And it was just weird because, you know, there was no clarification on what the, the, the rules of that match or really any match on the card were, you know, during the night. Yeah, the only match that had rules was the uh, Cody and Sammy match because it had a time limit. That, yeah. that was that was it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I seen people saying that they said referees' discretion, and I'm like, I don't remember hearing them say that. And like, maybe y'all heard it. I don't know. I mean, so, like, <laughs> the referee didn't just like didn't assess that. Just looked at them. Like, like, the, the, <laughs> the referee's cool if everyone is getting jumped in the ring. All right. <laughs> well, the only thing I happen. remember is when Cody was talking about it through that uh, that interview he was doing with the Bucks, they're going to say every match is going to be described with like what the rules are and they're going to all be time limited. Yet I don't I don't remember any time in between any of the other matches other than Cody and Sammy's match that there was an announcement saying how long the match is or broadcast through graphics. I think I remember during the, the Nyla Rose match, I think I remember hearing the the like the the notification that 10 minutes have passed or something at one Mm -hmm. point but it was like one of those background like kind of like when you're watching new japan like you hear it in the background but they don't really draw attention to it i remember Um, in in cody match jr kept bringing up the time yeah 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 yeah, i remember that that's why it threw me off a bit yeah yeah like again it's like one of those things where i feel like like i like the idea of a thing but they could probably clarify that or make a better point to let everybody in on it (laughs) you know um either way so like after that the match kind of just just devolves into a lot of mess because um you know moxley speared himself i mean uh suplexed himself into a glass table and kenny was there as well and then um (laughs) you know they, they, they try to finish the match but then uh I, for, I forgot the sequence of events that happened, but no, they, LA, they finished the match. All right, they they, yeah, they did the match, so like I've LA. got it. I've got it up. Right. Like how it yeah. goes, how it goes down. So, uh, Moxley hit a DDT on Omega through a glass table, and then a hot tag is made to Nick Jackson. Sparked an incredible bunch of high flies. Then they hit their finisher, then a code breaker from Jericho, followed by a Judas effect. Actually, and then he actually hit a good Judas effect, right? Yeah, he they, did. they threw it, him into it. Set up it for him, yeah, they set it up. Because yeah. they, they slingshot it, they slingshot uh, whoever it was into Jericho's Judas effect. It's the only reason it looked good. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so you got the same gripe I do. Okay. Yeah. So then, sure. um, so yeah, then Jericho gets the pin, and then it just becomes like a shit show based on what I'm reading. It sounds like everyone starts attacking each other. Basically, because like <laughs> it becomes a brawl, and then, uh, did Kenny even come front. back? Uh, so here we go. Cody. I can tell you who ran out first. Cody, Cody ran out first. Cody. Cody ran out first. Then it was yeah. followed by Guevara, and then Dustin, and then Jack Hagar. Uh, whatever his name was in WWE, I can't even remember it right now. Swagger. He was Thank Jack you. Swagger before, but now he's like Jake Hagar or something. Yeah, so then he appears, and then it's a beatdown. And it's just straight up a beatdown. Cody goes through a table, Jericho hits another Judas effect, and then the five man team piled up the babyface bodies and posed smug for the camera. This is how it's written. Um, <laughs> this person in this article I'm reading is alluding to it in, as an NWO style faction, which 
Yeah, I guess. I saw that backstage <laughs> I said, interview. I guess. <laughs> no offense, but we're going to let Jericho think that he came up with his creativity. I love Jericho. I'm Canadian. But my God, that was 100% NWO. I'm going to be real, real about Jericho right now. He is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But Same. Father Time is catching up with this man's body. Dad bod Jericho be out in full force. Yes. He's got the he's got the Kofi cave in chest too. <laughs> Um, oh my like, god! The thing is, like, and you know, I obviously his, you know, he's definitely at the end of his career. But you know, I let him rock just because I'm a fan. But at the same time, like, you know, he's definitely getting there. Like, I don't, I don't know how many years he has, but, like, to be like super active. The how, way he, how old is he? Let's. Well, like, Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Yeah. So he's. <laughs> Got a little how, time. How old is AJ Styles? Our boy is 48. 48. Wow. And him and AJ look like two completely different people. Yeah. <laughs> how old is AJ? AJ is a little bit younger. So, but anyway, my thoughts on that main event. Uh, man, if that's your main event, I want a quality match. And then you can do a run in after a clean finish. I don't need this like insane buck wild finish no pun intended with that i just uh if you're gonna have moxley have moxley attack him before the match like don't take away from the match that's my biggest issue is the match kind of had like moments taken away from it it felt like yeah yeah i won't lie it's like my biggest thing is like i was telling kyle like i love tag team matches just because synergy is insane like we have diy for example like some of the matches they put on like lax is a great tag team like you're ruining like great chemistry with those guys, but don't get me wrong. They have Jericho to help them, but you took out one of the key pieces that could have probably made that match really, really great mm-hmm. for a feud way too early. And so, the and, and then I, I guess my question is, does Omega keep losing? Like yeah, he's been losing a lot. <laughs> like, like is because Moxley has to go over, right? That's the only logical thing. Cause they've built him up to be a monster at this point. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like, Omega. Mega, the story with him is going to be, you know, he's, he's going to lose until he wins, basically. And they're going to make, like, a, a comeback story. Which is smart. I dig it. But, yeah, and then why is Sammy Guevara out there? Like, I get it. He's, he's, like, he's, he's playing, the, like, the Randy Orton in Evolution, basically. Yeah, but you got Sean Spears. And if you're going to have someone kick Cody in the groin, make it him. They had that the pay-per-view match. Just, yeah, yeah. Just in terms of storytelling, I'm Who's just Sean confused. Spears? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm making a joke because he, he he's li- like literally where is he? Like you made such a big deal out of a whole like series of matches and like promos and stuff between them that was going to happen, and then we get to the first showing and we don't even see him even an inkle on TV, which is uh, really no. odd. I'm just going to put my first AEW conspiracy. Um, which you could take to Twitter and start making rumors and stuff about, but basically after what what happened at that with that match where he almost where he fucked up Cody with the chair, they decided to squash him on TV. <laughs> mm. So he's been squashed that's, a lot in his career. That's that's possible. Uh, I I will say the biggest letdown for me in terms of the matches, and we didn't even talk about the match, is Hangman Page versus uh, Hangman. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that, 
Yeah, that match was that match was bad. It, it did no it did no favors uh, yeah. for either of them. Yeah, it's, it was kind of sad too because like I should be excited for a Pac match, right? And the way that they build out building uh, Hangman, or Hangman Page, I want to be excited for his matches, but I, I really haven't been impressed by much of him in, in the ring, like. He shows promise, but it's like I don't know why I should be looking at him as one of their top guys yet. Yeah. Um, and then that match didn't really help either. I don't know if it was just like a chemistry thing or if it was just like you know there wasn't enough stakes to make people care. Mm-hmm. But um, like, so. I think I think the match should have been for for something. There should have been something on the line for it because this guy was in your main event of your last show. He you clearly are building him for something you have vision in him but you're doing no favors for him right now yeah so yeah it's it was definitely like a weird way to end it and it's like grant on one hand like like i said before i i'm kind of excited for the idea of this faction because you know if if they can avoid some of the potholes that come along with dealing with like a faction especially like a faction that seems to be on the scale of you know what they're they're going for like this seems like they're this is like their opening salvo storyline essentially right because they have a lot of micro storylines but they don't have a major and this is their idea of here's our here's our story arc right we, we established a villain now who is going to be the hero or heroes to trump the villains, right? Yeah. And that, that's kind of what the, the question that they want to ask. And, like, on one hand, I can see that, right? And I I can get behind that just, just because, like, in general, I like the idea of them kind of taking a, a mixture of people and, like, you know, you got a couple of ex-WWE guys, you got a good tag team, you got a brand new guy who's kind of like an X-Factor. But at the same time, it does feel kind of just like thrown together and random. And, you know, it like, I, I don't know, like, in, like we've been saying it for a while, but it has that NWO vibe. So, like, hopefully it's not just one of those kind of weird, over overdone, too powerful factions. Yeah, I mean, a lot of modern, I feel like a lot of modern factions are just NWO. Bullet Club is yeah. NWO. Mm-hmm. Undisputed yeah. Era is for sure NWO. So Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I think yeah. it just depends on the people in it at this point. Yeah. Oh my god. In Godmirals, Japan is just Latino heat. I didn't even think about that until just now. <laughs> oh my uh, god. LWO? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I, but yeah, it, I, I like the show. It was fun, I guess. I just I I want to know where like Chucky e. T was. Yeah. All these other people that I think are going to be your mid card, who are going to help carry your two hour show. That's that's yeah. what I was telling I mean, my uh, my coworker today. I was like, you know, because he loved it, and I was like, you know, I'm more interested in next week because they're going to start that tag team tournament, and that's where we get yeah. to see like best friends and private party and shit like that which i think is gonna be dope oh by the way i want to ask like what, what are your thoughts on scu because i, I feel like <laughs> i don't really like them that much <laughs> I was, i'm so like, glad i like them that... individually but like the team 
I just like I like that whole this is the worst place I've ever been in. Like I just don't like it's mad corny to me. Like it just feels like a whole bunch of dads getting getting together and trying to be cool. Like <laughs> like like you said, I like them all individually. Like Kazarian's a pretty cool dude. I definitely like Christopher Daniels. Like, yeah. just make make uh, whatever Christopher Daniels TNA uh, faction was. I, I Fallen Angel Triple X, whatever it was called. It had some dumb name to it, but oh. just bring that back. You got Jimmy Havoc. You got Darby. You can have like a really ridiculous uh, stable with them. But they, mm-hmm. AEW needs their own version of Kurt Angle in a way. Like, that's exactly like. No offense, that's well, what SCU looks like on paper. If you look at them the way they're. Uh, oh like, no, problems. SC SCU. I don't know like how much of Ring of Honor you saw of them. They have a very unique thing to them, but they can't do it on TV because you would. They essentially their gimmick back in Ring of Honor was I want to basically call them nazis that's what they look like no no no. That, that's the thing that's what i'm getting at like so i know they're supposed to be a heel faction it's just the crazy part where if you look at them from a fun way it looks like just kurt angle or christopher daniels and like <laughs> two other guys essentially on tv in a more of a pg oh, like, tone like, like team angle team angle I mean. yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah that's fair i guess that's a good way to look at it it's just because they can't do what they were doing on the indies because it just looks in such poor taste I yeah. think what AEW is missing is like your ricochet based person or your AJ Styles, which is who Kenny Omega should be. But then you got you have these guys with executive titles in their names, yeah. so you can't like book them a certain way because of that. Damn, yeah, man, you're right. Because like, when, to... when I think about it, like like TNA and TNA's heyday when it was actually good, and, and it was like uh, you know you had AJ Styles and he was nasty, you know, just running it and shit. And so they could do some shit like that, but like you said, yeah, that I didn't think about that. They have those executive titles, and it's, well, it's, ah. it's like it's like Dalton said earlier. In six months from now, if any of if Kenny or Cody are the heavyweight champion, that's gonna be awful. If the Bucks are the tag team champions, I can maybe stomach that a little bit because they are the young Bucks. They are one of the best tag teams in the world, so that's no. fine. No, no, their tag team division is so stacked. I don't want to see it. Yeah, no, that's the thing though. Is they it, like if they win that's one, like, but then they lose it like a month later, that makes so much sense. That's mm. fine. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, so six months down the road, you know, the the main title, I'm fine with that. If that one like changes hands between the executives a little bit with other guys, like say for example, Sean Spears comes out of nowhere and somehow wins that title because Cody's got it and. For some reason, you can strip him of it. I don't know how it's going to happen. Or Orange Cassidy, for example, just yeah. have him slow walking his way to a match, which is eventually going to happen. Sure, I'll take that. But seeing the Young Bucks carry a title any longer than two weeks to a month, when they got all these this great talent from like best friends all the way to LAX, and then you have like what what are those video game ones called? Player One and Two, whatever. <laughs> I can't remember their names I right know, now. I those guys. Too. I know you talk about. They came out. They're super interesting. I'm all for them. I would love to see what they can do with them. It's like, they're great. They stand out. But it's mm-hmm. like, you have these people who can easily take those titles and make them look good right now. Mm-hmm. So they have one. Don't deprive them. That's what I was saying also. like I like, because I like Private Party because they remind me kind of like Street Profits, you know? Yes. Private Party is yes, exactly. so cool. Yeah. So I just did the math here. Um AEW has one, two, three, four, five, five weeks before their next pay-per-view, which is uh, full gear. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I'm hoping within those five weeks we have a good feeling of characters, storylines, and yeah. just where we're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and like I wanted, to, I wanted to bring up to to one of your points too, because um, you you made a point about just like who, who they have been using and who they haven't been using, and um, like mm-hmm. NXT for example, especially like they just became a two-hour show, but for the longest time they've been a one-hour show and. You kind of have to rely on the, you know, like they'll show a couple of matches and then they'll hype you up on a couple of people to, they, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, this person will be in action in two weeks, you know, and you have to wait. Yeah. But at the same time, they did a, a decent job of keeping their their back end uh, relevant and, you know, they would sprinkle it through until, you know, to, to make it, uh, you know, to make it still work for them. Now, with AEW, since they only have one show, it's kind of you're kind of going to get a, get a similar situation where you know you can't use everybody every week. So it, it's but at the same time, since we're trying to establish like primary storylines, it's hard for me to imagine them uh, going into their you know mid card or you know to to even. Just, just going too deep into their roster just yet, just because they're like, okay, we have to get over these like specific people, so they could be like the tent pole, and then we could start kind of like trick trickling in everybody else. But I'm curious to see if you think it's like that, or you think they could still like manage, by you know, to to, to get some other people over. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. It's just weird for who we saw and who we know they have. It was strange just seeing those kind of people. Um, but going forward, I am, I am intrigued to see how it develops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just kind of looking at their roster real quick. Like, uh, where was Kip's? Where was Kip Saban? Where was Joey Janela? Jimmy are they, Havoc? Are they gonna have a mid card title? Ooh, I wish. Nope, not yet. Like, I'm curious to see if they're gonna do a mid card title or if they're just gonna like rope in titles from brands that they work it work with. To, yeah, because kind of they just signed that. Well, remember how they had that vignette of that one guy at the pay per view, and we was like, "What the fuck is this?" Because he was like the Terminator. So yeah. Oh my god, are we gonna let them pull WWE that... and just start sucking in corporations <laughs> and stealing titles? I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, because so, that guy, be number two, that guy is the champion at some other uh, uh, company right now, and like you was talking about how uh, Rio. Um, she's the champion in another company also. So I was like, mm-hmm. um, I guess, are they going to be doing that and just using those titles or something? I don't know. I mean, because I, I doubt they'll use them as main titles. But Well, because they... well, New Japan New Japan would have the Ring of Honor title defended on their shows. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of where I'm seeing, where it's like it could still be defended on AEW. So maybe AEW only has a handful of titles, but Maybe you know, maybe one of their AEW guys will win a different title from a different brand and then defend it on the AEW event. You know, so I think that's a possibility. But it, like you know, if AEW expands for whatever reason, then I could see them doing their own like you know intercontinental. And also point out too, like we had Shirai and Yim, they did a Canadian Destroyer. Who the fuck is a? I don't want to say too much about. NXT because we were about to talk about Kwame's back. Yeah. Okay. 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 I just I just want to point that out because like we brought up that and it's like we haven't seen that move used in a while and I'm gonna bring it up. That was one of my key points. I was hyped for that shit. Yeah. That, yeah. 
crazy. Oh, you can ask Kyle. I lost my shit. I was like, did you fucking see that, man? <laughs> like, I went wild at that moment. Oh, that's also why I got distracted. I was like, she had, she had like one spot where she like, she rolled out of a, a submission and then she did like a capoeira kick to me. Oh, yes. The, the transition was so smooth and I was like, yo, yo, Shirai is nice. Yeah, like, she is. Me and, me and my coworker were talking about, because like we, we just love how confused she looks. But, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> but the, but, the, heel, but the, the heel look for her, like her, the heel transition for her is probably one of the best I've seen just in terms of like making her more exciting. It and, just makes her such a new character. She was, yeah. What, what they did with her, they should have just did a Shinsuke. It, it just blows my mind. Because, like, it could you could just do the same thing to him when you want to do that heel turn with him. It would have worked. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they're at least letting him do the whole, like, I speak Japanese and I have to have a translator thing. Like, people have been saying he should have been doing that for a while. Well, so. Remember when he first uh, turned heel, though? He was like, I'm sorry, no speak English. That's what was funny. That was too good. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was so <laughs> funny. I mean, Shinsuke is just that man is just coasting. He's living his life. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not mad at him because, like, he's. I feel like he's still. You know, he's still doing stuff. Generally speaking. Oh yeah, I think if he wanted I mean, to put I in the effort, he could. Himself. Yeah, but tell him put a five star match on you, try. You know, he's he's just their Japanese Randy. Japanese <laughs> Randy. Also, that man's <laughs> knees are shot when you think about how long he's been fucking wrestling. Yeah. Oh, MMA. Don't forget MMA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but he's been around since, like, 1999. Like, the mileage is, uh, is a ticking. And I, I think that's kind of why he stayed in WWE, because he, he, you know, compared to the New Japan style, he's, he kind of got a rest. And it's like, uh, like if you look, follow him on Instagram, all he does is surf. Yeah, he just he goes to the beach and surfs. He he, according to Metzler, like, because I guess there's a point where like, no, he's gonna resign somewhere else. And she says like, nah, homie, I'm gonna take this WWE <laughs> check and I'm gonna go to the beach <laughs> later. Um, he's playing it smart. <laughs> um, are you recording again? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's recording. All right, so I guess um. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts about AEW? I forgot where we left off, but uh, uh, got... I, I'll say they got five, five weeks to prove to me that they're the real deal. Otherwise, I'll think they're just any other promotion. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I, I I just don't want them catering to the smarts, and that's exactly what they're doing right now, and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> but it is what it is. It's uh, kind of like a you know they kind of have to, but at the same but, time, it it's makes like it annoying. It's like they cater to the smarts when they know deep down it's the same shit. And it's like, it's, it's annoying to me. Mm-hmm. But it is what all, it is. All I want is for them to, any of the promises that they make, they actually hold true to them. So basically when they brought up saying that we're going to get unique branding and be exclusive to like what they are, not mimicking others and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Do that, guys. But please commit to it. Don't say that you guys are going to do it and then not pull through. Like, as long as they are having fun, we'll, we'll have fun with them, too. But don't make any commitments you guys are not going to actually hold up. 
And that's just my biggest worry is because we give WWE so much shit for that on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. but at least they try to redeem themselves. I, I don't want to have to do the same thing with AEW when they actually get, you know, the rails actually spinning on their train and whatnot, because they got a train going right now. They just they're not slow down and screw it all up. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Oh. Yeah, like you know, I, I'm I'm still gonna wait and see. Like I'm I'm intrigued enough after that first episode to see how it grows. But right now, I would still like you know, if I had to give it a grade, I would say like six point five out of ten, maybe seven. You know, because like the, the match quality was decent. Um, there were some highlights. There was definitely a lot of like mediocre, but I, essentially, it didn't feel too new, too special. So that why i had you know i'll put it down there because especially compared to what we you know are about to talk about i felt like it didn't even satiate like the just like from a pure wrestling standpoint mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. If, they, if their matches were like outstanding and you could tell like wise you know or you know gaining their footing i'd be like okay but i felt like um they didn't even do that really so yeah it's just the, you know, but so, you know, NXT, NXT is a thing still, uh, they competed. And I, I guess I, I don't, I guess we'll, I'll bring up this stat now, but I saw uh, a report saying that uh, AEW won out the greatest. Yeah. Um, got... so is he, is he breaking up? Oh yeah. He's breaking up hard. Yeah. He's breaking up pretty hard for me too. Okay. Yeah, we good. You good now? Yeah, good now. You're good now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, AEW drew a 1.49 uh, rating to NXT's 178k rating. Uh, I thought it was 900 something. Uh, I can pull it up. I think it was like. Oh, I, I saw. I saw. I saw nine. Well, I saw something saying that NXT had 987k. But um, so, so, considerably lower than 1.4 million. But. So here we go. 1.409 million for AEW. And NXT posted an 891K, which is down 11% from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW crushed it in its target demographics, though. Yeah. I mean, like, to, to be fair, like, I feel like that's like I, I don't think anyone really thought that AEW was going to lose out on its first week. No, I, yeah, no. I, I mean they they compete for the same crowd. It's, <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and that's what I'm that's what I'm the, saying. I'm like, like like NXT made it known that their stuff is going to be on demand the next day, and you know it's uh, it's still like the the third most important brand on wwe's like you know scale so like even if you're trying to rope people in from raw and smackdown like only a handful of those people are going to actually bite you know most yeah. of those people are like yeah i just watch raw. I, just I, watch raw. I think the big question is going to be this friday and just to see how hard smackdown pops off mm-hmm. um yeah, so yeah. Th- that'll be interesting but yeah as far as nxt goes it was it's a good show like i i enjoyed every match Every match was amazing. My yeah. boy, oh. my boy is back on that show. I'm so happy. Boys, <laughs> uh, it is is good. 
It's a good show. Uh, okay. Cole, Cole Riddle was amazing. But before sure. we before we get into all the, the NXT stuff, I want to point something out. They need to let Bray Wyatt go to whatever show he wants and torture people whenever he wants to add to the wall. <laughs> That'd be funny I don't know if well. anyone's been if anyone's been on Twitter or like even looking at Reddit. The stuff he's been doing today, man, this man is a legend. Oh, I, the I new, swear the to weather God, channel? if he does you not see, go you over, see him on the Weather Channel today. Yes, that's I, what I mean. Yeah. I, I saw I saw the I saw someone post about it, but I didn't watch the video yet. Oh, it's hype, dude! It's so hype. Was he like in character, or he was? He went in between basically being Husky Harris to all the way back to being the Fiend, all the way back to him again. It was so funny, like it, it was like he's stuck in a paradox or something. It was yeah. so hilarious, and like it was wholesome at the same damn time. Yeah, he looked like he was drunk. Like <laughs> it was funny. Yes, though. pretty much. He was just drunk on a, a weather station or a newscasting station, man. It was. It's amazing. Like. If this man does not win this weekend, I am going to riot Stanford. I, I mean, not to like divulge into like Ron SmackDown and Hell in a Cell coming up, but from what has been reported, Seth Rollins is drawing like some of the worst ratings as champion. So him yeah. losing the belts, a good realistic thing potentially. Anyways, back back to NXT. Sorry, guys, I just got way too hyped. That's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so like overall, yeah, like. Uh, so I watched NXT today at work. Um, I did stream it illegally because it wasn't on the network right away, and I wanted to watch it for this episode. But normally, I'm going to try to stream it um, properly. But either way, point being, that first match, I was like, I like just just that first match alone. I was like, yeah, this is like just match quality wise, this is way better. And, like, so let's get into a couple of nitpicks about NXT that I've read and somewhat agree with, right? The the first thing is about how they pace out their matches, right? Because their, their matches, I feel like, are extremely entertaining, especially when they go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do kind of agree with the whole notion that uh, there's a little bit too many false finishes and... Um, maybe they they can get a little like it, it gets to the point where you you kind of expect that like like them to be just going for that oh like they're gonna kick out of this finisher and they're gonna kick out of this finisher and they're gonna do something crazy and it's like it, get, it gets it's it's almost like too much of a good thing which like i i don't necessarily think impacted my enjoyment but i can see someone making that argument that if NXT feels like they have to do that all the time just to prove a point that they're, you know, excelling over AEW, it could backfire on them if they if they misuse that, you know. Uh, granted, I, I feel like they only really did it because they were directly competing on AEW's first night and they wanted to make a statement. Like, I don't think this is, or I hope it's not going to be uh, super... I think it was to send a message. It was to try and draw people into that first opening sequence of NXT. Exactly. Same thing you already said before, like the AEW is feeding into the smarks and whatnot. That's essentially the same thing like they're going after. They got to find reasons to, you know, look at NXT and find out like a super flaw. Even if it's minor like that, it would be a super flaw because they're such a big name. And that's the big reason why people are able to like attack it in that way. And I'm not saying NXT is perfect, but it's much easier to go after them in that form versus say EW 
no offense to anyone who listens to this and says AEW doesn't deserve to be criticized as much as like uh, WWE does. But like I've said since the beginning, if they want to be like WWE, they're going to get criticized like they're WWE. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, because, you know, like we said, like the format of the shows was similar enough to where you could, you know, you could pick and choose and say, hey, like, you know, they did these two things that were very similar, but one of these shows did it a lot better. And, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like that happened in many cases where, you know, I went into a few of these like NXT matches, like not really expecting much and getting way more than what I thought I was going to get. And I, I went into this to some of the matches on, um, you know, an AEW with that same mindset, but it, it went the opposite way where, you know, um, like you said, uh, with the Mia Yim and uh, Io Shirai match. Now, Grant, like we all know that Mia Yim and Io Shirai are great wrestlers, but I didn't think that that match would be as good as it was. Like I'm watching this match and I'm like, yo, they're, they're like these spots are like really clean. And I think this is just in general, like compared to even WWE's women's wrestling. Like I feel like that match or like both women's matches, honestly, were so much cleaner and more exciting than what we normally get and it was kind of just like you know it it was exciting but it was also kind of sad because i was like i know this isn't gonna last forever you know because this happened with with, even with the four horsewomen it's like i felt like that's how i felt in the early days when we were seeing you know the four horsewomen do their thing before you know the the women's revolution started and whatnot um yeah I mean that's fair. It's yeah. a good that's a good look like, at it. And and, yeah. and a good point to also make out of that too. Like and that how I said, like we if we treat AEW the same way, you can look at like the, the spot with like um uh Rose going after Nakazawa with that power bomb and then slipping with it. No one's criticizing that. Yet no. if that was WWE, everyone would be shitting on Shayna Gosh, Baszler. No. Or, oh, they would they would treat Rose like they treat Nia Jax. That is what would happen. Would, yep. Yeah. The moment the moment Rose starts hurting people or shows being green is they will turn on her like Nia Jax. Uh, I think the best thing to look at NXT is is you still have Triple H running the show. Like I think these past couple USA shows are a clear indicator that maybe Vince has some input like a little bit. But if he does, it it doesn't get reflected too much on the main product. Mm-hmm. Yep, I um, agree with that. Because because it, it's it still feels like NXT. It's I also think it's the benefit of having the performance center and being able to work out your matches in the performance center. Yes, because uh, I I think we tend to forget how good of a tool that is. It really, it really is. is. One of the things I was worried about before was okay, well since since it's week to week as opposed to they film a batch. Cause like, I thought that their advantage was they film a batch of episodes and then they have X amount of time to plan things out for the next batch. Right. But it still seems like they're able to do an episode, plan out stuff in that week leading up to the next episode and then execute. Um, which, you know, I don't know if it's just, just they planned ahead and like they, they're just executing on stuff that's been in the works for a while, but you know, it seems like they still managed to retain the the tightness of match quality and storytelling in the ring and stuff. If if I had to if I had fun. to wager, I think they lay out all of NXT 
for an entire year, and then they go from there. Mm-hmm. And they just, and they just sense. And they just adjust it as they go, because when injuries happen, they they can adjust it on the fly, like with uh, Gargano and uh, the DIY, yeah, the DIY storyline. Like they're able to adjust that when he got hurt and mm-hmm. move on with into Cole and so on and so on. So I I think they do plan it out pretty well and. It just it's it's just clicking. It's still clicking. I, I'm waiting for the the misstep to happen eventually, but I'm I'm enjoying NXT live. Yeah, and it's like you know, like a, a lot of people have, um, you know, have have been criticizing certain other things, like you know, people. I've seen some people complain that Morrow's too hype and that he needs to he needs to dial it back a few notches. Like That's I don't know. Morrow though. Yeah, it's like he, he does I, that like, on like I, MMA and boxing, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like for me, like I, I still enjoy it. Like the the one thing I will say is that some of his some of his references are like Iron. Like when <laughs> when he was like he was he was like um he he made a he made a Nipsey Hustle reference. I forgot exactly what he said. Oh, but, I remember catching that. I don't remember what he said though. He, he, was, can be, he can be cringy. He can be a little cringy. I remember when he called Matt Matt Riddle uh Matt the Stallion. <laughs> he said it's a I'm hot like, he said it's a hot bro summer or something like that. When it falls, I don't know. I was like, God. what? <laughs> yeah, but I'm just like like some of those are like dad jokes. And it's just like I like I get that you know a whole bunch of rap and I'm cool with that. I like that. But at the same time, like some of these <laughs> But but you know what though uh, you know what uh, the the credit I'll give back to him is that it gives him personality it makes him memorable because yeah. look back at you know old you know old school legendary uh, caller you know um, announcers and stuff like that they always have a, a certain quirk or like a trait that you could always refer back to outside of just them calling the matches like there's you know whether it's you know Gorilla Monsoon how he mm-hmm. you know how he sounded. And his specific, like, just his voice and his presence, or whatever, or whether it's like Jr. and the Baka, Baka, yeah. you know. So for for Maro, it's you know, it's Mamma Mia, and it's the rap reference. You know? So Cole, we can't forget about Cole. Hey, yeah. it's early Smackdown, early Smackdown <laughs> Cole with Taz was amazing. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm not shit talking Cole. I don't mind Cole as much as everybody hates him. It's just the point where they need to freshen up now we're getting to this point where we kind of need newer faces which is good we we're getting graves we got we got uh oh my Dio god Brando. i mean no 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 you're not Dio brando it's Dio. what is his name it's Dio madden Dio madden yes him can we quickly just like talk about how crazy it is that we live in an era where one of our commentators is named after jojo's bizarre adventure character and it's like <laughs> I like super anime nerd. Like his, his, crazy to me that we live in this era. And his his IG handle is uh the great black otaku. Like. otaku. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't I, I don't think... God, if we don't get a feud between announcers anytime soon with Dio involved, I'm gonna be pissed. Oh man. Yes. Yes. We're, we're going back to split brand. We need some shit talking during these shows when we gotta meet them up. Like <laughs> Why is my mic not working? It wasn't me. It was Dio. <laughs> oh, man. That would be fantastic. But you need to be a heel announcer. Like, ho- uh, hopefully they do that. Yeah. He didn't talk enough. But, you know, I know we're not talking about Raw right now. But... 
<laughs> yeah, uh, well, I, 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 I will say the other the thing that helps offset Mario is Nigel and Beth. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think Beth like, is better. Beth is really good. Beth is uh, better than Renee, but I don't think Renee is meant to be in an announcer's booth. I think she's yeah. better hosting her own like show. So what I will say about Renee, like, and I hate, I know we're talking a little bit about Raw now, but I, I like Renee and Corey. Yeah, they work well off each other. That's hilarious. Like they they were doing something two weeks ago that had me dying. They were they were like off tangent or something on the pay per view. Uh, whatever, it was just funny. Well. Sidebar. Anyway, so yes, you were talking about the uh, Nigel and Nigel McGinnis and Beth. I think they're just. I think they help offset Morrow because I could be pulling a pouring a bowl of cereal right now, and Morrow would be like the most hyped person about me pouring that bowl of cereal. <laughs> and then you got Nigel going out with his his slender, relaxing, bring you back down to earth voice mm-hmm. after the finish. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think NXT is gonna do fine. I think the ratings are going to balance out equally after a certain point. I think the only, like I said at the beginning of this this recording, is the disservice to NXT is Full Sail. Full Sail, it's going to outgrow Full Sail like NXT originally did with the TakeOver shows. Mm. Yeah. I'm curious, because like, I, I still, I feel like there's advantages and disadvantages to Full Sail, because like, on one hand, you have like the crowd sounding like super alive and they're into it, and like the people at Full Sail are the people that are gonna make NXT sound as big as we hype it up to be, right? Because they're the most passionate. Um, and you take NXT and you put it other places, it you know you kind of run the risk of you know maybe you know the, the crowd will be a little less animated, or you know you might have you know like they might not sell certain moments that would be super crazy if it was just in full sale but at the same time if you if you want it to to visually look as 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 big as um, you know AEW at least then maybe it would make a lot of sense for them to kind of branch out but um, you know I, I feel like it depends like you know because like you know because the 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 full cell crowd as, as you know when they work it works really well but they also can get annoying sometimes like mm. I, I forgot when there was like a period of time uh like i think it was like in the nakamura or the the balor era or whatever where it was like the the crowd was getting like really unbearable i forgot when it was oh yeah no i know what you're talking about so you're talking about just after uh, it was Balor, KO, and just before Cole was actually being introduced, where they yeah, were doing all like, those wild chants, where they were doing the CM Punk crap and this is shit or something, just because they didn't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was definitely some like weirdness going on with the with the NXT crowd, and I was like, okay, I'm over this. But then they kind of. I mean, they were insufferable when the first takeover got taken. The first like road takeover yeah, happened. Yeah. They were the worst. Yeah, that was that was. Terrible. Remember, we went to the uh, first NXT Brooklyn, and they wouldn't shut the fuck up when Triple H said "be quiet" when he was trying yeah. to do the uh, the intro thing. Oh, that 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 frustrated the hell out of me because he was like, because he was trying to do the epic intro, and he was like, uh, "just want everybody to be silent." And then there was there was just like a pocket of people like scattered around, just like it just wouldn't shut the fuck up. And I'm just like, come on, like it's 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 so awful when you go to like a ring of. I actually I don't know what a ring of honor show is like anymore. I heard they're pretty 
pretty anemic these days, but I went when it was like peak Ring of Honor. So it's like two years ago, 2017. So you got Cody as the Ring of Honor champion, the Bucks and um, everyone else going on. And the crowd can be so awful. There was this dude in front of me who I guess was there for the New Japan wrestler and just would not shut the F up that he lost to Cody. <laughs> and it's like, homie, you're at a Ring of Honor produced show. You think their champion's going to lose to this New Japan guy? I think it was uh, Kushida, to be exact. Or no, Ta- Tanahashi, whoever has the fucking cat, the Daryl cat. And it's just like, man, I'm sorry, but you got to calm down. You are, you are like screaming right now. <laughs> And it's it, so the one thing I will say about WWE shows. Like, if I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna have a, for the most part, okay time. I've only ever once had a bad experience, and that was because some dudes were being just very rude and not respectful to other people around them. But you just yeah. tell someone that, and they get removed. Yeah, you definitely always get that like that random chance of, okay, like who am I sitting around? Like, am I gonna be around the the cool people, or, or am yeah. I gonna fight? <laughs> a lot of times we're we're usually the ones to start the cool chance and shit. Yeah, it's like that. Like it'll be like the section right next to us that the assholes or yeah, yeah. It's it, it's disheartening sometimes to go to other promotions shows because then you run into those people who ruin it. But I'm hoping Full Sail keeps its shit together for the next like month or two, mm-hmm. and then maybe we can start expanding outward. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, did did anyone have any like specific like a, a favorite match or was it? Did you just feel like overall like the, the card was like super impressive or like did, did you? Sure. Uh, Riddle and Cole I thought was my favorite match, and then I guess we haven't even talked about it. Balor is a, is NXT now. Yeah, yeah, which is like, what do you think about that? Because that that shit was crazy. Like, I really wish nobody spoiled that for me. I apologize. Oh, yeah. I apologize. But uh, no, it's fine. Cause I... <laughs> I mean, it's it's big. It's I think it shows that they're not playing around with NXT, and I think for Balor, that's good for him because that dude was just—he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Prince Devitt is so cool, but doing nothing on Raw and SmackDown. I was, I was, I, I, I was I, honestly, I, I was—if you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would have said they're they're going to bring him back to do Demon versus Team because yeah. when he fought Team before, he was regular Balor, so. Like I, that's just what I would have gone with. But to bring him on NXT, that's that's bold, but it's also smart, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, that's because that's what I was thinking. Because I was like, yo, they got. I was like, they'll be stupid not to do Demon versus Fiend. I'm like, that's a lot of money right there. And they can still do it. You have time. I I know, but what I was saying was, um, I was like, well, they got to find a way to keep Balor away from the Demon for a while. I was like, maybe put him on different brands or something. I was like, nah, but like, I was like, in my opinion, they should, you know, because I was like, when, he, when they put him on NXT, I was like, okay, this makes sense. Then he could possibly like win the Rumble or some shit, because you know, uh, the Fiend's about to win the championship uh, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, but I was like, maybe they could put him on. Uh, I was like, maybe he can come back, win the Rumble, and fight the Fiend at uh, Mania or some shit. So I was like, that'd be, that'd be dope. But since that makes or, sense, it's not gonna happen. Here's a wild idea. I didn't think about this till like just now and then mm-hmm. i thought about all the war comments we're making we have a pay-per-view for nxt that's coming up soon that's called war games oh yeah <laughs> that was which you, you, you want incorpor- to incorporate your nxt stars and your 
WWE Raw and Super, or SmackDown superstars, mm. there's a fucking pay-per-view to do it. I don't think you'll see the Raw and SmackDown guys on an NXT pay-per-view. No, 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 we won't. But I'm just saying, if it were to happen, though, That'd and you want to do something, that would be a good way to like, slap AEW in the face a bit. Yeah. Because you can do a cross brand and then you'll see them trying to pull something out. Maybe like, oh, we're going to grab New Japan Pro Wrestling or grab people from TNA right now. I, I think the big thing is uh, War Games is a more meaningful pay-per-view than Survivor Series right now. So That is true. Like, I, I, like War Games is deadass, one of my favorite pay-per-views. <laughs> They made the match fun. It's these these last couple of war games have just been fun, and I used to hate those matches in WCW. And like Cody's Cody's trying to buy it from uh, WWE right now. That's the match he's trying to. Get. Oh, that's yeah. fucked up. He's trying to Good buy uh, war games. <laughs> it's smart though. Like I get it exactly why. It's just like, yo, that's crazy. That'd be crazy if they couldn't do that in war games, man. But, but is he trying to use, buy it from them so WWE can't use it, or is he trying to buy the idea? He's so trying to he's trying to buy it. Well, because you know, um, Dusty came up with it, so he's trying yeah. to buy it from them. Uh, I guess so he can use it because he, he he's bought a few things. Like I think he bought like Bash at the Beach or some shit. But I think. But would w- that mean that WWE can't use it? Yeah, if he buy if he buys it, WWE can't use it. But WWE owns it, I think, so he can't use it anyway until you know he has to get permission from them. Yeah, so when WWE bought WCW, they inquired all the names to the pay-per-views. I think some of them have lapsed. Yeah, like Halloween, I, Halloween Havoc, that yeah. one, I think, that he got Yeah, there's a, couple, there's a couple that got snagged by other people. Like, I think there was oh, another yeah. promotion using War Games prior to WWE, and WWE's like, nah, yeah, we, yeah. Want it, we want it back. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, NXT's fine. It's still NXT, I think it's going to grow and continue to grow and eventually you will outgrow full sale. And that's, I hope the goal long term is to get out of full sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for real. But yeah, any matches like, for you guys that stood out? Cause I feel like we kind of yeah, tracked like, a little bit from that. Yeah, a little, like I, I, like I was impressed by most of the matches that went on. Like, I, I feel like both women's matches really surprised me because um, like I said, like, I feel like with the women's matches, you can, you, you, you kind of, like so, one one of my gripes with women's wrestling and WWE isn't necessarily the talent, but more so the cleanliness of the match. Like I feel like uh, in the main roster, we have uh, like a super stacked roster of women's talent, but you know the 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 women's wrestlers that we that we champion don't always make the case for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time fans trying to champion for the wrestlers and then they put on a match and something happens to make it uh look less pristine than it should be so my I like probably my primary example would be sasha banks because sasha banks has put on good matches since she's come back and like she had a fantastic match at the last pay-per-view but i all, i generally feel like her matches tend to be tend to look sloppy and mm. i don't know if it's because of her or because of her opponents or whatever, but I feel like this always yeah, happens. Right. And this happened before she left, and it's kind of annoying. And I hate like you know going into a match expecting or like wanting to really like a Sasha Banks match and then feeling like oh like that could have been better or like this wasn't at you know, 
just like the last match, it wasn't like as clean as it could look. So like to, to go into these two matches and to see, oh, like not only were they clean, but they, they were really exciting and they had some spots which, which were just like really well done. Whether And they weren't even all high spots. Like I mentioned earlier, like um, in the Io Shirai and um, yeah, Yumbat, like a spot where um, Io Shirai kind of like rolled out of a submission and then she did like a capoeira kick to Mia Yim's face and that was just 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 from how smooth that looked I was like like that was, it was just cool it was just cool to look at um, but like I, I really enjoyed that match with uh, Shayna like I felt like Shayna and Candice was probably my favorite Shayna match in a while because I feel like a lot of her matches have been formulaic and I feel like this one still was similar to that formula but it was paced better I don't know if you guys agree, but like, I felt like it was like a lot more exciting. So when you get to that double count ending, it still felt like you had been on enough of a roller ride to where you could say, okay, like, you know, I see how they got here, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be fun. I think we're going to have fun the next, uh, the rest of the year and going forward. And I, I forgot to like I know that um what is Walter's uh Imperium wasn't on this yeah. episode. They're on next week's, I think. Yeah. Well, um and you know I think they have like a match good stuff lined it, up. It's um, it's Koshida versus uh Walter. Walter, yeah. Walter nice. So, yeah, that's gonna be good. But like I'm 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 excited to see because we mentioned war games earlier and it's like if you know we do get to war games like I'm curious to see if they're gonna do undisputed era versus Imperium and the war games match. Uh, I feel like the the war games match is the that yeah I I feel like the war games match is the undisputed era match at this point. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, funny enough, I do have some news for all of you because I'm on reddit and this is how i operate in life uh chris jericho has a quote uh, from I, complex i saw it <laughs> yeah i saw, I saw uh, it <laughs> yeah so and, and i quote uh this is his his uh quote to complex about last night's ratings to and how w most likely reacted to it they're embarrassed i know how they work they kind of started this war and the very first night they got destroyed oh man jericho's always working that dude never stops <laughs> Definitely, he's definitely working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's it's amazing. That man never slows down. Yeah, uh, like, granted, like, I I wouldn't be surprised if there was like some butthurt people because they're like, you know, we went all out and still lost. But it's like at the at the same time, I think they know their lane and they know AEW was gonna win. Like, they, I think they the public statement that WWE released was like, you know, we're happy for AEW. You know, go team go, or the fans won. Yeah, I was gonna say WWE gave them, gave them a very classy response. Like they didn't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like um, I was telling somebody, I was like, well, you know, we all knew AEW was, you know, NXT wasn't beating AEW, and the reason why NXT is there is to like, you know, to take some of AEW's. Uh, people away because like AEW could have easily, I, in my opinion, they could have they could have got the two if NXT wasn't there. You yeah, know? I think they get that other eight hundred thousand in mm-hmm. to their number. Um, so. I think for the rest of the year though, we should have a death watch for Ring of Honor. 
because I think they're <laughs> I think they're on their deathbed. It's it's crazy because they're owned by a television like conglomerate station. Like, uh, so <laughs> I've got some. I've got uh, the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor buy rate numbers. Um, so they did a 900 seat arena. They only sold 600 tickets to it. They last year the buy rate for it was 3,500 pay per view buys. This year they are just under 800 buys for it. So, I just I don't know how much longer uh, Ring of Honor's got. And Vince Vince said he's not buying any more companies. He'll buy tape but, libraries. But yeah, he's gonna he's interested more interested in the tape library. So, oof, we'll see. Um. And then if you guys like numbers, I've got the Dave Metzler ratings for NXT, if anyone cares. Yeah, I mean, if you have AEW, that would be interesting, too, but um, just compared to... I don't think you have AEW up yet. Let me just, like, scroll through yeah. it one more time real quick. No stress. Like, if you just have NXT, I'm curious to see what he says. Yeah, because I'm sure we can find the AEW ones later, but... Oh, here we go. I've got both. Okay. okay, we will start with AEW first, and then we'll do NXT second. Uh, the first match, Cody versus Sammy Guerrero, got a three and three quarters stars. Yeah. Um, MJF uh, versus Brandon Cutler got two and a half stars. Um, Pac versus Adam Adam Page got three and a half. Mm. Rio versus Ny- Nyla got three and a quarter. And there is not a star rating associated with uh, the main event. That's his homies, so he didn't, he didn't want to disappoint them. Okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> um, Matt Matt Riddle versus uh, Cole got four four and a quarter. Uh, Io versus Mia got three and a half. Johnny versus Shane got two and two point seven five. So that's a little. Interesting, because I liked that match. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a good match. Uh, Shayna Blazer versus Candice got a three and a half, so good for them. Mm-hmm. Pete Pete Dune versus Danny Birch, which I didn't see, got two and a half. And mm-hmm. the main event for NXT got three and a half. Okay, so... Uh, is he going to be... So. Doing, I don't think he's going to be doing this every week, right? Maybe it was just because of this week, because it's the, like, the, the starting week, basically. Yeah. Does he does he normally do? He doesn't normally do like. He will rate matches on like Raw and SmackDown if they are above above and beyond. Like he he was rating some of those Buddy Murphy matches on two hundred five really oh, okay, high. Okay. 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 Oh. Um. Oh well, I guess speaking of Buddy Murphy, and you know, I guess we could just like you know start to phase out. But one of the things I was curious about is like, is there any move to because I we've kind of loosely seen this already, but is NXT going to be integrating basically any like a or like a, yes. a playing ground for NXT UK 205 and base NXT is basically just going to coexist within the current iteration? I think yeah, those shows yeah, okay. graphics for it already. Oh, okay, that's yeah. good because yeah, like that, that's how the NXT 205 title for cruiserweights. Mm. It's NXT Cruiserweights, if I remember correctly, is what it's called. Okay. And then uh, the the stars from 205, I believe, are incorporated just as NXT stars now, because they want to make it so anyone can basically 
attempt for that cruiserweight title, which basically anyone in NXT really can, other than I don't know what uh, Keith Lee and uh, Keith Lee, um, <laughs> Damian Priest, Damian Priest, yeah, guys like guys who have like a higher like weight level and height. Like I think Sean Thorne couldn't even do it, or Shane Thorne because he's like. Two forty-five or two fifty? He said, "Yeah, so yeah. everybody in NXT can compete." <laughs> um, yeah, no, so that, there's a handful of people, as far as I know. I think like having the main Velveteen USA Dream. and oh, Vel- Velveteen Dream is so good. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He said, oh, "What did he say?" He, went, oh, he said something I forgot. He said the Dream never had a job of uh, finishing a man or something like that. Finishing yeah. a man off. I was dying. Yeah. I was at work crying. I was, I was, I was like, thank, thank goodness for Salvatine Dream, man. Yeah, he is, he's he's only gonna keep getting better. Like he was a little green when he first came on, but man, he's yeah. also like, go back and watch like, that tough enough season he was on. Like yeah, to, like like it was clear t- to me when I was watching that season. I was like, yeah. he's gonna win. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought he was gonna win. Yeah, me too. I was surprised when he didn't, but he he kind of did come out of it like, you know. Him not him not winning, I think, was the better because he was able to go continue to grow on the indies a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one thing I want to watch for that's also being reported today is there are talks going around that Edge might wrestle again. He did oh. hit a spear. What was that? SummerSlam? Don't you fucking tease me, man. I will read the full quote. While it's not confirmed that he will wrestle again, the idea of him wrestling again has been definitely talked about very privately amongst himself and others in WWE. Although we're not sure if he can get clearance, those within creative who immediately wouldn't know as this would be kept super, super secret are still under the impression that Edge will never be cleared to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. So if my, if my boy in New Japan can come back from having his brain smashed in oh, yeah. by Okada, yeah. then then Edge can come back and take one more bump for me. I, I would let him do one, but I would still be like kind of scared. Like he needs to work with the right person. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also like the rumors for Saudi Arabia, right? We it, Sting is rumored for that. <laughs> Yo, whatever they want, they get man. <laughs> remember the, remember the, like, and then this guy Stone Cold is like, oh, maybe I could do one more. I'm like. Don't do it, man. Just, don't do it. No, don't. Like you guys are like well done. Please don't hurt. And it's like I know, like he took he took that bump from Becky in that show he did. Oh, and I was like, like that was surprising because I, I can't remember the last time I saw him take a bump. Do you want to like, know what the theme music for the Saudi shows should be? What should be? It should be J Cole's ATM. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up, when you think about that, ooh. <sighs> Yeah, because that's just, just the, the money show. Like, I, I completely forgot that they were still doing Crown Jewel. Like, I guess I tried to convince myself that they were done and they just weren't going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. When because Hogan... of how badly the last one went. Remember... When, when Hogan appears, blood money be in the water. Remember when uh when the first one, the Greatest Story Rumble, and we was like, who's this sumo wrestler? And then we found out they wanted Yokozuna, but didn't realize he was dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so they just put him in the mat. Because <laughs> we've never seen him again. It's like, at least it's not the summertime, so they can't, like, you know. Oh, yeah, nobody's well, going to, like, collapse. But, yeah. Like, how, how many how many shows are they supposed to do for Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia? Do we do we know what was the number? 
I 10 to 20 over oh, the next 10 years. Fuck. That's, oh, shit. Oh, man. Like, I, I want to know if they can throw enough money at them to get Flair and Hogan actually in the ring. <laughs> you know, this man Flair, I don't want to see him, like, put himself in danger just from walking down the ring. Duh, like, he's barely living right now, man. Like, you know. It's so funny right. that you guys say that, and they just scrolled through Reddit, and it just shows Hogan. And giving a big boot to fucking flare through WCW. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, I guess right now the only match for the Crown Jewel 2019 is the Team Hogan versus Team Flair. <sighs> Luckily, it's not canon, so yeah, yeah. It's like it's, I, it's, it's a art. <laughs> they were able to get Shawn Michaels to come out of retirement, and then you deliver me that fucking shit fest. Because I, I, I used to love The Undertaker. I still love The Undertaker. But, man, please, no, more. That that Goldberg and Undertaker match was probably one of the, the saddest matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Goldberg's fucking lucky he's not paralyzed. He got <laughs> dropped on his fucking neck. <laughs> Ridiculous. Because like, that, that came on while I was at work, and... It, it, it sounds fucked up, but while I was watching that match, I was just in hysterics because I was, I was, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then it transformed from like being funny to being sad and scary. And part of what made it funny was the fact that it was scary at all because it, did, it shouldn't have been like in some weird and twisted way. I, I guess uh, the only thing I hope we get out of this is another women's pay per view because I genuinely enjoyed that pay-per-view last year. The uh, Women's Evolution one. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I was hoping that they would, you know, maybe they just, like, this whole reorganization of everything made it so it's harder for them to, to get it off the ground, or maybe they just don't have enough strong women's storylines. Like, outside of the Four Horsewomen and, and outside of the NXT stuff, I don't really know if they have anything strong enough to sustain the pay-per-view, but that's on them. That's not really on, you know, the wrestlers. That's just on WWE for kind of fucking up a lot of the women's storylines and taking away from a lot of them. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be a fun rest of the year. Plus, I got Wrestle Kingdom to look forward to soon, so that'll be cool. Yeah, that's, that's coming up. And, you know, we still got, what do we have from WWE? Like, SummerSlam's over, so it's just, I guess, like, I don't know if can be good, but I, I don't know if they... uh, I got you the schedule. Give me one second. So, upcoming events. We have Hell in the Cell, yes. followed by Crown Jewel, yeah. followed by War Games, yeah. followed by Survivor Series. Okay. Uh, they have a network exclusive called Starcade, so that'll be intriguing. Yeah, didn't they do? I think they did that last. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be actually on the network, so we can watch it. Which last year we weren't able to, so that'll be cool. And then uh, we close the year out with uh, tables, ladders, and chairs. That's always so weird to me because I I feel like we get like is it just me or is TLC twice a year? It feels like it's twice a year. I think it's because there's the Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because Money in the Bank and, and merge. 
And then there's Extreme Rules. Like, that's what it is. It's because, like, Extreme Rules and TLC have, like, a similar era to me. So I always get them confused. But, yeah. Oh, okay, that's, that's not bad, though. I mean, Survivor Series, I guess, since Raw and SmackDown are going to be competing more, it's, it should be interesting. I don't know if they're going to integrate NXT at all, but that would be interesting. But, um, yeah. Uh, I, I guess we got more games to look forward to and whatever other takeovers they do. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see like where they go with NXT. Like I said, like I feel like they're going to end up doing Imperium and, uh, and Undisputed at some point. Um, you know, they 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 have a lot of stuff going for them, so it's it's exciting. But yeah, and and even with uh, AEW too, like I, I feel like it's going to be an interesting push-pull effect. And, you know, like, I, I can see AEW being the winner in the ratings for a while, like, unless they, they kind of just, like, fuck up. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to say that NXT will beat them out just because NXT is already kind of, like, a, a low-key or, you know, it's, it's still kind of like the, the underdog show, if you will. But um, I'm curious to see if they manage to garner a, a more wide appeal from this yeah no it'll be it'll be interesting seeing how it evolves going forward yeah definitely so any any uh, closing thoughts on aw nxt before we wrap uh not really for me just again thank you guys for having me on as always it's always a pleasure to talk wrestling yes sir one for you who who has a bigger star AEW's Omega or anybody in WWE? I don't know if you guys seen that tweet from Dave last uh, yesterday. What? Who has the bigger star? Well, because Dave, Dave made a tweet last night. Someone asked, he's like, could AEW uh, sell at the Sumo Hall? And he said, I guess no, since WWE can't. But Omega is a bigger star than there is anyone in WWE. I mean, in I Japan. Just... I think that's out of context, because I think he means in Japan. Yeah, if he means Japan, then yeah. Like, oh, oh, nobody... Because I think if AEW goes in there with Omega as the heavyweight champion, they could sell out the Sumo Hall. Yeah, yeah. it's like as big as like you know Nakamura is. Like, I feel like Omega has way more momentum, even even his losses, because you know Nakamura has been with WWE for so long and he's been coasting, whereas like Omega has been actively involved in a lot of stuff, and he's like. You know, he's a darling out there. It's still pretty fresh. So, um, but yeah, so in that context, he's correct. But in the general context, like, I, I, I'd be surprised to see how many general, you know, or newer or like, you know, base wrestling fans are Kenny Omega Mark. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the test of AEW is can you make other stars? Yeah. Uh, I do say that my one of my favorite comments though was someone was like bigger than Brock and I'm like, you know what? I forgot that Brock is super 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 over in Japan technically. He's he goes, he's a former IGWP heavyweight champion. Yeah, no, I I just forget about it. It's like you don't times, think about that side of him. Yeah. No, no, it's like you you don't even think about his football career either half the time. <laughs> Unless WWE yeah, WWE brings it up, you don't think about it. It's like who do you play he's for? The Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings. Play for the Vikes. 
come on, every WWE superstar plays for the Vikings. That's true. That's why they don't want to sign uh, Gronkowski because he's a <laughs> fucking patriot. <laughs> that's funny. He played for the Vikings? Signed. Uh, you, you mentioning Gronk reminded me that Mojo Raleigh is a thing. Oh shit, Mojo exists. I forgot. <laughs> He's broken, guys, man. He don't exist anymore. He's out here. I was watching something on Fox. Uh okay, yeah, last week when um after after the games went off, right, on Fox, they showed something about uh like WrestleMania moments. And they brought up they brought up the one when Gronk uh hit uh what's his name? Um Jinder Mahal. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I forgot about Mojo. I was like <laughs> Yeah, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. But, yeah. but uh, yeah. I guess before we we end this, do we have any calls for Hell in the Cell? Since it's, or actually, anybody who's going to be moved on rosters? Uh, I think if anything, the one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on, not bank on, but I'm gonna call my shot. I'm gonna say CM Punk's in WWE again by end of the year. Uh, just to clarify that. Uh, yeah he's there's pretty much like everyone is like speculating right now i think even dave posted something saying that uh he pretty much the deal is done with fox and that he's going to do a backstage show or something for them and yeah, the like, one with... he pretty much didn't decline it oh. when he was interviewed oh with quarter uh, digital yeah all right i mean that i'm calling i'm calling he'll be in a ring then at least by the end of the year hmm in a ring considering punk that like he, he, I saw he did with collider i think uh, some i forgot who it was it wasn't collider it was, it was some yeah the guy uh, he used to be joe schmo yeah he he yeah. basically was like i'm not gonna wrestle but that being said i feel like anything's possible but i also feel like Punk is still stubborn, and he probably will only work with who he feels like he has I, to. I, yeah, that's true. I mean, did you see how much money he lost in that lawsuit? Yeah, that's what, that's that's what I heard too. That he's a uh... he like he lost over seven figures apparently mm-hmm. in that whole ordeal. So, it, it, and then you have like him and AEW going back and forth, and I guess Cody has to come out and defend himself. So, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where Punk lands. I think Punk will be back. Uh, as far as what happens the rest of the year. I think Fiend is going to walk into WrestleMania as the champion. Mm, yeah. That as of right now. I agree. Yeah. I, I don't I don't really have any more hot takes other than that cuz I, I as I, t- I told uh, JD earlier I don't really watch Raw SmackDown on the regular cuz man, 3 hours of Raw fucking sucks and 2 hours of SmackDown yeah. usually can be a little annoying. Yeah, I usually watch and then as soon as I get bored I just turn the game on. Uh, all right any any more before we head out no i think we're good well me and you will chop it up about hell in the cell and ron smackdown next week so yeah all right i'm cool with that i'm cool with that all right so i appreciate you guys coming on uh especially kyle and dalton i appreciate you guys yeah big thank you man yeah man no big thank you as always I think my roommates are losing their shit over Super Smash Brothers right now, though. I apologize. <laughs> I it. No, it's all good. <laughs> my, mine's home, too, so I can, you can hear them now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, yeah. But I appreciate you guys. And for my man, JD, you know, it's old damn Dell. Smart Mentality Podcast. We out. Peace.